In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Back, everybody. Happy Monday. It's not another true crime podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. We're your partners in wine, crime, time, anything that rhymes. I know it is. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, we're lines? kicking up the week. Why yeah. Not? Anything that rhymes. It's a song. I love you it. You get into singing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really have any sort of transitions. I know. Well, I know the only, yeah, there's no transition. I know uh, Billy McFarlane's looking for a new business venture. I read that this weekend. So. Wait, are you serious? He did a new, well, that could be, we might have to update, we might do updates on that, but he did a New York Times expose or whatever, an interview where he's at a president looking for his next move. So keep eyes out. Yeah, he's out, right? Yeah. So if you get offered a new credit card from a company you don't know, it might be Billy McFarlane. So try. I was going to say, if you get like an email for Adele tickets or something, Mm. uh, possibly don't buy them. Do not. It's crazy. He's only 30. I like yeah. that. He's so young. Yeah. An uh, illustrious scammer at a young age. <laughs> true, true, truly. Well, he wasn't al- alive for what we're going to unpack today. Neither were we, Sarah. We sure weren't. <laughs> um, Danny, how did you find this? I love this. Okay. So we're doing these quiz show scandals that kind of change the way quiz shows happen on television and et cetera. But I found it just because I was like, like literally bored looking up like game show hosts and just because i was like oh that's like a fun i never i usually google like talk show host or like random host but i was like let me google game show host and then when i found one this jack barry it said in his wikipedia fallout from quiz show scandal and i said oh i i am intrigued Ooh. and then from that it said like grand jury and everything i was like oh this is a this is something we can talk about I love that. So you pretty much just went down the rabbit hole and like found this. <laughs> the wiki web. It really, it really just appeared out of nowhere. But World coincidentally, day of recording, I mean, as of next week, it won't be, but the anniversary of the ruling about it all happened September 13th. So like. Oh, shit. Kind of accidentally on theme. Yeah. Wow. But this is great. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty obsessed with this. It's so crazy, right? It's crazy, but it's also kind of quaint, you know. It's it's cute. It's little. It's a it's a quiz show. It's just you know, yeah. it's on from six thirty to seven. The LOL. I mean, we'll talk about it at the end. I'm like, I feel like this still very much happens, but <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. So, like a little background, Sarah, because when I was looking into this and everything, it happened back in the 1950s. So, I mean, like, and it's funny because like I was reading an article about it, and they're like, you know, the 50s when like TV, everyone was still. It was like this like random thing people just like had but never really used and i was like like tiktok (laughs) and it was like it was the underground medium of consuming content because everything was radio back then yeah and um wow yeah exactly and when tv first started like they started being able to have shows and everything like that executives were like taking note basically trying to see how can we do radio stuff on tv because that's like was very popular, and one of the most popular things on radio shows were quiz shows where people would like call in in the 40s and 50s and uh, try to like win a few hundred bucks. Or like there was one that was like, it kind of was like, Are you smarter than a fifth grader? They would like send in questions to like stump kids. So lighthearted laws like that. Wait, but except it's like they're stumping the kids. That's so funny. I know. It's like, let's bully these children. <laughs> Right? (laughs) That's so funny. And not let's embarrass the fully grown adults. Exactly. But they started to realize because like for all those game shows, I mean, like you would win like a hundred dollars, maybe something like that. But like, I mean, I I would that's a lot. I would take that now. now, But especially back in the 50s, that was like a few thousand or something. That's pretty legit. Yeah. But when the whole when they started going to TV, they were like, how can we make people like tune in, sit down? Because like radio people could do when they're driving, of course. TV on them. They're like, how can we up this ante? So they raised the prices. So they were like, okay, people. And I mean, this is true. Like for it's like you even see like 
for like major boxing matches now or like when it's like big, big Jeopardy when it's like, oh my God, this person could win like multi-million dollars. I am yeah. curious. I am hooked. Or like who wants to be a millionaire? I feel yes, like. Exa- yes. Uh, so all these ones where it's the like main big financial wins, people are like, okay, I'm very obsessed to see if someone wins this and I love to see if someone loses this. So yeah. they realized that this formula worked when um, the first like kind of show of this nature came about the $64,000 question, and it was the highest rated show at the time. And they were kind of like, okay, people are obsessed with this. We need to create ones like it. And that is kind of, that's the foundation for the insanity we get into. Yes, it's called 21. So in 1956, the game show 21 debuted on NBC, produced by your boy, Jack Barry and Dan Enright also. And the gist of the game was that two contestants go against each other in private booths. Like, <laughs> it's giving love is blind. <laughs> it is, right? It's giving, like, isn't $25,000 pyramid like that, too? Like, you have a person in a booth. I don't know. I think, or is that or, like the like, dating game? Their backs are behind each other or something like that. I know. We yeah. I need to get back into like watching game shows. They're so fun. I know, right? And so they would kind of answer just like general knowledge questions to try to get 21 points. It sounds pretty straightforward. Um, the first episode, though, was called A Dismal <laughs> Failure by Enright because the contestants were so bad. Which, I mean, is fa- like, I-, I love a bar trivia. The general yeah. knowledge questions, I am so, they're so hard and vague. Yeah. And it just, you don't know how to, stu- you can't study for them because I'm like, what do I, I study life? <laughs> yeah, you're just like, okay, state capitals and bird species and also like, yes! it's so random. And, like, these contestants were so bad, they couldn't answer, like, any question correctly. Um, They missed 17 questions in a row, for example. Yikes. And just, like, rough to watch and and no clapping, obviously. And it's hard to, because it's also, like, live, live TV. It's not like, this is back before it was, like, taped or anything. So it's just sitting in silence. Actually, not silence. People were laughing. I feel like that would do great, because I would tune in to watch that train wreck. (laughs) Honestly. Wow. I guess it was before when people were more pure. I don't know if pure is the right word, but. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, instead, the audience was just laughing at them. Oh, my God. And even the host, who was Jack, uh, was, was kind of upset. But who was even more upset was the show sponsor, a vitamin slash like dietary company. And basically, the issue was that, like, they said that the sponsors basically had a lot of control over the show's almost even more than the network. So it was really important to keep the sponsor happy. It also was crazy back then too. I saw the photos of like the set and everything like that, the sponsor, because the company was Garitol. They had like, their name was on the podium that the host (laughs) stood on. So it's not like now we're like, sponsorship is kind of like, oh, there's an Evian bottle in the back. It was like literally like Garitol. Like I didn't even see the name of the show anywhere. That is hilarious. So Garrett's like went to the show and was like, okay, we're that that can never happen again. You have to do something. So this is what inspired Jack and Dan to start rigging the game. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Rigging the game. Which is it, it's funny because like I mean, I guess this goes back to the purity of it. I'm like, isn't that just make like is rigging a game making television? But I guess it's yeah. like when you play it, when you play too many ways with it, that's when it starts to get a little bit, a little bit bad. And the main person who we have to thank about knowing all of this and also getting into the riggingness uh, themselves is Herb Stemple. So Herb Stemple was a self-proclaimed fan of quiz shows and also was a self-proclaimed haver of a retentive memory. I like, he, Herb is, he likes to flex on himself and you know, sometimes you have to respect that. (laughs) I mean, yes, gotta love Herb. I got a lot of information about this whole scam from his obituary, actually. Yes, on The Hollywood Reporter. And there, um, his date and year of death has some interesting significance that we'll get to at the end, too. Ooh, was it 2121? <laughs> Close. But okay, that it. would actually make something different. I was no, like, something, it, like some month, the 21st of 2021. Mm-hmm. Also should add, I mean, we, we can talk to this at the end, but I didn't, I didn't watch it. But there is a movie about this, too. Yes. And he was Robert kind of pissed about it. I know, but I like I like Robert Redford. Uh, but yeah, back to Herb. I keep on wanting to say Herb, but it's Herb. <laughs> uh, so he wound up being a contestant on 21. He got on the show, like, I mean, just because, you know, 
He got on it, do his thing. Well, this was so funny because he got on it because he was watching it and he was like, hey, I would be good at this. And he like wrote them a letter and then they made him do this like three hour practice test where I was just like, I would have been out. I'm like, if you can't tell what I'm about in an hour, I'm going home. But he got on the show. He got on the show. It's also, it's I love to, they make him do this practice test when you're breaking it. Why are you making him do all this? That's actually a very good point. Right? But he was really good. And like, he was like, you know, this like real person and everything like that. But he was given a character to play. And this was done by Dan, the producer, who Herb said he not only had a specific way to fix the show, but wanted each contestant to play a character with like a story arc and everything like that. Sort of like a soap opera almost. Like a soap opera on a quiz show. Uh, yeah, I feel like sort of like how you go on The Bachelorette and you're either trying to be like the villain mm-hmm. or the person who shows up in a costume the first night. Or the one like just like wait, waiting to be a mommy blogger. Yeah. There's one girl from that I don't really watch. I'm not familiar, but like she puts like candy corn in vases a lot and she comes up on my explore page and I'm like. Candy corn? Ew. It's like her fun. like, it's like a fall decoration. Should we just do an episode on like the history of candy corn? Because that's a real crime. Uh, no, I fucking love candy corn. So that's the issue. No. Love candy corn. Okay. I'm sure Herb did too. Uh, he was no, also told- Actually, yeah. That yeah, seems you like know his what I mean? vibe. Just like eating a sugary candle. The FCC fucking love candy corn. Yeah. Uh, so he had. He was told to get a short haircut and was given a wardrobe of suits that didn't fit him properly mm-hmm. to kind of make him look extra like dorky. So funny. Like, yeah. Like the suits were way too big. It was it was like the movie Big, like when the little boy, like like if the little boy from Big was in the the suits he wore. Ah, yeah. Uh, he also wasn't told to dress the host as Mr. Barry because everyone else called him uh, like his normal name, but he was like Mr. Barry, Mr. Jack, Barry, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Ah. And this was because Enright wanted him to be the awkward nerd who won a lot of games in a row to make him unlikable because. We hate smart people who are just like it. Damn, it was the 50s. We really beat up on nerds back then. We really, because there was a phrase, nerds. Yeah, I feel like I haven't heard the word nerd in so long. Right. Uh, Because they wanted to make him so unlikable that there'd be a point when the audience would like love to see him lose. Like, where it's like the world was waiting for Herb to fail. That's fucked. This was their plan when Charles Van Doren started as a contestant who they basically had on to beat the nerd. Oh, yeah. Charles was tall and handsome. I mean, he was like, he was suave. He came from like, I feel like a prominent, pretty well-known family. Yes, like, like an established writing like, family. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And like his last name was Van Doren. Connected. I know. Right? He, he's bougie. He's got money. <laughs> yeah. Wore like the nice tailored suits, everything all organized and everything yeah. like that. Producers, when they found him, they were like, this is our safe Elvis. Safe Elvis. Because <laughs> he's not like moving his hips. Yeah, he's not gyrating. But he was oh handsome and cool because he had the, they thought he was the perfect person for this because he had like the establishment of the family handsomeness, you know what I mean? Kind of like Kennedy-esque vibe. But also was yes. a professor and they were like, Big professors Kennedy are so energy. down to earth. And I'm like, I don't know what professor, I don't know. I didn't have a lot of down to earth professors, I feel like, but they said that it made him a little more approachable and nice. Yes. Yeah. That's so funny. I did have one hot professor. He looked Ooh. exactly like Hugh Grant. Oh, oh, oh. That's a hot professor. He was hot. And he talked like he talked as fast as an auctioneer, so it was really hard to pay attention. Oh, that is extra hard. You're just like it was what's going on. Difficult. Okay. Yeah. But no, this guy was he was definitely the opposite of our man Herb. Herb. Yeah. Even just the name, I'm like Herb. I know. I love him. He's so he's not so cute. He was. And that was a funny thing. I'm like Herb would be thriving now because he looks like most people in Brooklyn. So (laughs) ahead of his time. Yeah. The big glasses made a comeback, baby. You're good. You're good. You're good. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Uh, but he did end up taking the bait to let Charles win, because, um, A, the producer told him to, so I, I mean, <laughs> I guess that he doesn't really know what else, like, hard to fight the TV show you're on. Yeah. But what's even worse, the thing that made it seem like an easier, like, a, or a thing that's like, okay, this is worthwhile was that the network told him that they were developing a show that he would 100% get a spot on. So they were kind of like, all right, you lose this show, you help us out, then you're going to get on this show called High Low, and you're going to be part of the panel of the show. That show was a no-show. Aw. It never, never happened. Yeah. I'd be pissed, because he remembers like even knowing the correct answers and just sandbagging it. That was a thing. So they asked him, and they made and like, they really hated him. I, I, or I guess they knew how much people hated him because they asked him to lose the game on what was a really easy question. Yeah. Because it was like, what was the 1956 Academy Award winner for Best Picture? Yeah. And like Herb's entire thing too was that like, A, he like loved movies. And like that know. was a known thing that came about while his tenure on 21. Yeah. And he'd seen it. Oh. Yeah. And he saw it. He loved it. It was on the waterfront. Actually, great film. Coincident? Oh, Brandon Marlowe. Yeah. Uh, or Marlon Brando. <laughs> Not Brandon Marlowe. Uh, but uh, the producer really wanted him to have this tragic downfall. So vindictive. He lost his nerve for the same thing that a lot of the uh, contestants felt because they were like, at this time too, I mean, even now, but like TV was still new and the big time TV shows, it's people running around, like lights everywhere, things like that. No one wanted to risk going off like script and they also wanted to behave themselves because like, trouble like you really feel like you're like the odd person out with all these people with like clipboards going around right yeah so then it was one thing he didn't get his high low spinoff but the other thing too that he was like so upset about is that when he lost van doren skyrocketed not just on mm-hmm. the show but they kind of feel like did this show and everything set him up to like have like this illustrious nbc career because like the stakes yes Rose from like five hundred dollars to twenty five hundred. It all wound up that uh Charles Van Doren, by the time he left twenty one, like a few games after Herb left, he won over at the time one hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars, which is over one point two million dollars right now. Oh my god! Boy, was should my retirement plan just to be like go on game shows? No, like Wheel. Yeah, I don't know. Th- I don't think I would do well in Jeopardy. But I can no, I do like decently at Jeopardy when I play at home by myself. But I never get final Jeopardy, so I would always bet zero dollars. I know. Well, my thing with Jeopardy is like I fake pay attention. I tell myself, but then when I like know one of the answers, I shout it. I'm like, see, it's so easy. But I didn't know seven before. <laughs> right? So. You're like, I know one every twelve answers, and I'm like, exactly. I got this. And it's the one too. It sucks because you lose points. I know. That's why right. I don't, I would not take a risk. But if you do, and you win one point two million dollars, you might also be like Charles because he got on the cover of Time Magazine after this. And parlayed this fame into being a correspondent for NBC's Today Show. Wow. Basically, he was hanging with the Hoda and Jenna of the time. So, I mean, Hoda, <gasps> that, that, I mean, that's the prize of everything. Right. Uh, and then also, unfortunately, because Herb wasn't as the conventional Charles, 
he didn't really have that many TV opportunities or media opportunities because a lot of unsuccessful attempts to further his cash and he was kind of just fading away. He was starting to think to himself, you know what? I will go public with what they did. I mean, okay, they really did him dirty with this haircut. I know. It's like a buzz cut. He just looked like a regular guy. Like, Yeah. Oh, that's the, that's the thing. I know. And what made it even worse for him that really pissed him off, too, is that Jack Barry said in this interview for TV Guide magazine, back then, huge. I mean, TV Guide, shout out. I used to love flipping through it. Uh, he, Jack said about Charles, this is the kind of contestant we want, not a freak with sponge memory. What an asshole. What? A? So rude, B. That's like, what do you, who do you think wins quiz shows? People with memory. Yeah. <laughs> Herb took that quote personally, which is fair. I mean, yeah, it's a shot. So yeah, definitely. yeah, it was a shot. And um, I think it also didn't help him or his emotions with this. It uh, correlated after he lost all of his winnings in like some shady investment deals, not really sure what her, but yeah, that sucks. In it. Oh, yeah, all sucks. So he got, he got, he's, he was getting it left and right. So <laughs> he went to the press about what the show did and how they made him lose and how it was all rigged. They were really just like, oh, okay, you're that guy from that quiz show that lost to the hot guy. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it should also be noted that around this time, another game show contestant, Dale Luge, who was on the big surprise. Filed a lawsuit because she was asked on oh, live TV. It's a big surprise. I want to know. <laughs> I know. Wait. <laughs> the surprise is it's rigged. But yeah, wait, yeah, truly. I was like, yeah, I was on. The- they had the funniest names for shows back then. I was like, truly. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she said that she was asked on live TV. This is actually shady. I mean, all of it is. But this, like, this would have pissed me off too. On live TV, so she was asked on the broadcast a question she got wrong during the warm up session. And yeah, she but said wouldn't this was you done remember what the her. answer was? Because you're like, fuck, I just got this wrong. But I wonder if they were just like, mm, the big surprise is we don't tell you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. You know? So she was like pissed about this. And producer said, that is ridiculous and hopeless. Hopeless. Uh, re- That's yeah. an adjective. <laughs> That's a real <laughs> hopeless. Damn. Yeah, right? Savage. Red was the sponsor of this show. And they asked if the claim was true. Everyone denied it. There was rumors that they settled separately out of court. No, mm. can't confirm that or not. But back to Herb. He also tried and failed. Our boy, he tried. He tried it. He tried to blackmail Dan and right. But. All right, of, Herb. I know. Jeez, I know. He went to him Couldn't and was like. did he just like, go on another quiz show where they wouldn't want him? I don't think anybody wanted him because he was yesterday's news and like not like, like yeah. And not and suave. Suave, yeah. Dang. And he was not suave during this because he went to Dan and was like, I know what you did. You, I was in with it. I'm going to go to the press. I'm going to tell you unless and all that stuff. And then that's Dan blackmail. Rec- Apparently. Okay. Uh, and well, I'm I mean, as much as because Dan recorded it and Dan told him it was blackmail. I don't know if it really constituted as blackmail, but Herb got scared and he got. And um, also then on top of that. And right, the producer got Herb to admit on the audio recording what he was doing, which constituted as blackmail. And then after Damn, that, he signed. Blackmail. He got double crossed. I know. They and then he had to the sign. Yeah. A oh, wow. legal document that 21, the game was completely truthful and he had no claim, any money, or the right to say something was shady about the show. Hmm. Thankfully, this story does not end there. It doesn't. Danny's really getting me with these names today. So, (laughs) oh man. Okay. So, in August 1958, a man by the name of Edward Hilgemeyer Jr., let's Mm -hmm. go with that. uh, He was a contestant on the game show Dotto. Dotto. Not Ditto. Dotto. Right. I'm like, the fuck is that? Okay. These made up ass names. Meanwhile, our shows are like The Wall. Oh, wait. That's so true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the chase where you like have to like contort your body to match a hole in a wall that comes like speeding at you right. i do love that show it's hilarious america ninja warrior like, exactly they, when you think those are just three words that what like <laughs> literally <laughs> but dotto yeah it was a general knowledge quiz show and the children's game connects the dot oh that's uh, fun okay you know that's also fun to say Yes, it is. Okay, so he uh, went to the Complaint Bureau of the New York DA's office 
sidebar, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately where people just like call up the district attorney or just like call up the FBI. I'm like, you can do that. That's what I was so confused about, right? How do you get through to a person? I don't know. Because that's what I was thinking. Imagine walking in to the DA's office of New York right now. It's like, hey, I'm going to talk to you about Dato. They're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you guys want to know what's really happening on Blue's Clues? They're like, no. They're like, yeah. You're like, spoiler, Steve didn't go to college. That's not why he left. <laughs> They're like, get out. That did rock me. That's so funny. So, okay, so he went to the DA's office claiming that the game was fixed, and he brought them a notebook page from a contestant who won on the show, which listed the answers to questions before they were even asked. So, Uh yeah, the investigation got bigger after prosecutor Joseph Stone was contacted by Herb, who told him his whole thing. Herb was waiting for a moment like this. I know. He was like uh, Kelly Clarkson waiting for a moment like this. Mm -hmm. We've been hanging out too much. I'm like, that's exactly what you just said. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Love it. So a New York grand jury investigation found the details of all the shady stuff that was going on, how the contestants were coached before their appearances and how they were taught to act like they were struggling to find answers that have already been provided. You know what? What I thought was funny was that like they were kind of coached to do these like dramatic pauses. Yes. And they would periodically turn off the air conditioners so that they would start sweating <laughs> and people That's would see it. That's cruel. Yeah. And so after a nine-month grand jury, no indictments were handed down, and the judge sealed the report in August of 1959. However, in October of 1959, the ho- this is crazy that Congress is getting involved no, in this. No, isn't it so? There's so many steps. Like, this is a hall, hands on deck, like, national emergency. It's actually so funny, and I'm like, where's the Congressional Oversight Committee on the, uh, on the bachelor? Like... Uh, uh, uh- just like, these people it. do all sorts of, like, sketchy shit, all sorts of dishonest editing. Like, where's Congress? <laughs> we need to call your senators. Call your local <laughs> call senators your about senator. Bachelor. Defund Mike Fleiss. Um, <laughs> and that's actually an opinion I do stand by because it's horrible. Is he still on it? I thought he got... He's, like, the... I think the he's, producer? like, the executive producer. Oh, he had all that shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> so, in October 1959, literally, Congress gets involved. Under Representative Orrin Harris's leadership. So they begin to hold hearings to investigate the scandal. And then Herb, who's Snodgrass again? Snodgrass was also a contestant on 21. So he was a further person. Okay. Okay. So they get Herb, they got this guy, they got our boy Hilgemeyer. They all testify. And when Herb went to the hearing, he really like had the drama. Like he showed these step by step clips of what he was instructed to do. And he goes, Now, at this point, I'm going to bite my bottom lip. Dan Enright wanted to make sure I did that because there was an extreme close-up and that was very expressive. You'll notice here I'm patting my brow to get rid of the sweat. I was told very specifically to pat my eyebrow. Don't wipe my forehead. However, I'm like, that's that's like acting coaching. Like, that to me is not scammy. Yeah, because it's kind of just like to make it a dramatic show. Right. That's not a big deal to me. What's a big deal, I guess, is like giving them all the answers. Yeah, that's yeah, that yeah, that that's the more important. Well, that's like Herb's probably realizing like, fuck, people got scammed more than me, but I'm right. involved. Yeah. So Patty Duke then took the stand. She competed on a spin-off of sixty-four thousand dollar question called sixty-four thousand dollar challenge. Yeah. Big number. Like, why was that where they eight times eight? I'm like, I don't know. Where did they Yeah, I don't know. Um, this was when Patty Duke was like a child too. Like she was like twelve or so. I know people think of Patty Duke as like an adult actress, but this was back in like 58. <laughs> oh, it was the same lady? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So she actually testified that nothing was rigged and that she was about to leave the stand. Apparently, like a nice older congressman just leaned in to ask, now, Patty, before you leave, let me ask, was everything that you've just told the truth? And then it like truly law and order moment because she just broke down I in know. tears and confessed everything. And she talked about how she was coached and how it was all rigged. I wonder if that was the moment when she was like getting casted in all the shows. It's like that breakdown cry, like, <gasps> and they're like, okay, this is our, this yeah. is our Helen Keller and the Miracle Worker. Like this is our ac- Academy Award winning actress. Right. Which, like, You're she like, won all that, like four years after this. So like really right? a pivot. Yeah. No, it's great. And like, all you need to do is ask her one question. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> so one semi probing question. She starts crying like that's, 
that's acting. That is. And then even more evidence came up. Another contestant on 21, James Snodgrass, who was on for several weeks of tie games, which I'm like, how can you tie a game? You don't have a tiebreaker. What is this shit? Um, he said he was told in advance what the questions were going to be and what answers to give. He said, I told them this sounds illegal. <laughs> and, but they told him there's no law against what we're doing. Okay. I mean, okay. I also love, I also love him like saving himself. I mean, like he really does come through in the next few stuff we talk about. Like he's like, guys, wait, this sounds illegal. <laughs> like he's like, no, guys, I swear I said that. <laughs> right. So he just kind of felt like he should do something to cover his ass. So basically he would go home and like write a letter to himself describing what he'd done at the uh, offices that day, describe the briefing he got and the instruction that he was given. Basically, he was just like taking notes, which is what everybody should do if they're if they're in like a sketchy work situation. Mm-hmm. And do it this way because he was really smart with it. Yes. So he wrote these letters. He mailed them all to himself and kept them sealed so that they were dated. And then when the DA went to ask him for info, he gave them all to the DA. I wonder if the DA was like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, because it is such a smart, I was like, I never would have thought to do that. Right. I know. I would never think to do that either. So initially, Charles Van Doren was more or less kind of like exonerated from his involvement or just like left out. The DA in New York believed he just got some bad legal advice from somebody at NBC, despite the fact that Herb kept making it clear that it was impossible for him to have been on Despite the fact that Herb Herb was basically like, like yeah, Herb was saying that like we're all in on it. Exactly. Like it's impossible for me to be in on this without him also being in on it. And so <laughs> he was quoted as saying, It's silly and distressing to think that people don't have more faith in quiz shows. <laughs> like him being like, This is an attack on American society. Like, okay, it's not that serious. And NBC did want him to testify, but he basically just like ghosted for a month. And then finally, he was like, okay, fine, I'll do it if you want. Yeah, because NBC was kind of like, you need to do this to, because like Charles was not like totally involved with anything, but then they were like, you work for, because this is when he was still a Today Show correspondent and everything like that. Yeah. So they're like, you need to do this to like help us have an image. We'll get to why I think they made him do that uh, right after. But people were really feeling like when Charles said, you know what? Fine, I'll testify. Everybody really thinks that they just, he just thought he like were like bluffing and like they wouldn't really want him, but he wanted to do that to be like, no, I'm open. I have nothing to hide, but why would they call Uh on me? And his testimony, low key, high key, all the keys, painted himself into a corner. And he kind of like gave a statement where he confesses everything that he knows. uh, And he really went full on. Like, this is a direct quote from what he was saying. I was involved, deeply involved in a deception. The fact that I, too, was very much deceived cannot keep me from being the principal victim of that deception because I was its principal symbol. There may be a kind of justice in that. I don't know. I do know, and I can say it proudly to this committee, that since Friday, October 16th, when I finally came to a full understanding of what I had done and of what I must do, I have taken a number of steps trying to make up for it. Like, this is the first notes app apology, I think, of the world. He's like, okay, yeah, no, I definitely did this, but since I learned about this yesterday like i've really been making amends like sir what are you talking <laughs> right. what like, could you have possibly been doing dancing in circles and i and it is kind of the thing too where i feel like they he also then was realizing this was such a like the show was a propeller way for him to be on the today show everything like this um that did not last that long because after this testimony where he really painted himself into a corner and etc he was fired from nbc and also fired from his Columbia professor job. Damn. <laughs> oh, for two. And this is why I feel NBC did, because NBC was the one who made him testify and everything like this. And in my opinion, they did this so that they can say this following quote that the NBC president at the time said, NBC was just as much a victim of this quiz show fraud as the public. They were like, what? we got duped by Charles. We got duped by 21. We got duped by everybody. But wasn't 21 running on NBC? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, boo. That, <laughs> that stinks. Is, I guess he's blaming uh, like the production company, because the production company was the host and the producer. So I guess they're saying like- we Like Dan and that. Jack? Yeah. They were like- That we, stinks. We, we have no <laughs> going on. Yeah. I don't buy that. Not at all. They made him a scapegoat. Justice for Charles. 
Kind of, but mostly her. Only justice for her. Yeah. Yeah. So not surprisingly, the public started not really loving quiz shows after this. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> A poll found that over 80% of 87% of people knew about the scandal. Um, and even a lot of quiz shows that weren't part of the scandal were canceled. I know. Uh, so damn, just the fallout. The, the the fallout is real. Like there it were was. the games that were canceled. I mean, all the the sixty four challenge ones, the sixty four thousand dollar ones, tic tac doe, like D O U G H money. <laughs> oh, I love that. Let's bring that back. Right for lover money. That's a fun name too. That's a good one. Twenty one and Dato also were canceled. And so because like they were kind of right in that what they were doing wasn't technically illegal because no specific law existed in regards to this type of fraudulent behavior from the FCC. Mm -hmm. And so they were kind of right where like they said there was no law against it. So the result was that Congress amended the Communications Act to prohibit the fixing of televised contests of intellectual knowledge or skill. And President Eisenhower signed this bill into law on September 13th of 1960. Boom. Like, what yes. a weird, like, the president got involved with it, huh? I know. It's pretty funny, actually. Right? It is insane that this all started from something involving Dotto. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And so, sadly, Charles died on April 19th, 2019. He was like 90. He lived a good life, but yes. Oh, I, damn. Yes. You're yeah. right. I know. These guys were like 90 and 93. Yeah, we could be so lucky. In April of 2020. So he outlived Charles. By a literal year. By a year. Missed the pandemic. So honestly, I think he played it correct. You know what? That was some 21. Yeah. (laughs) He knew 2022 was not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm I'm out. Um, Respect, honestly. And wasn't there a whole thing like they were going to make a movie about it and her was going to be a consultant and then they like brought him in for a day and then they were like, nah. I th- yeah, it was um well because I know they did make the movie about it, and I think and Herb right. hated it, so I right. think they didn't have him be as well. Again, he just gets the entertainment business just screws him over, so I don't yeah. think he uh, really would benefit from that. But I mean, the movie I have not seen it, but it has good reviews. It was nominated for like best Oscar, which really? he would like because he loves best picture Oscars. Yeah, what was it called? Quiz Show, <laughs> produced by Robert Redford. I don't know a single other people. Ralph Fiennes was Charles. Oh, he kind of looks familiar. John Tretura. Oh, you know what? I don't know any of the names, but if you look at the cast, it's all people whose faces you have seen. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Kind of in that. Kind of in Interesting. that. Martin Scorsese was in it? Okay. He was? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. 1994 film? Yeah. Oh, let's go. It's, it's all happening. This sounds pretty good. Okay, cool. So, why does this guy look like Bradley Cooper? Wait, uh, Rob Morrow? No. Maybe. Whoever plays, I'm guessing it's Charles, looks so much like Bradley Cooper. Oh, I That's see bizarre. that. Yeah. Okay, maybe they should do a redo. We should. In any case, so, even like through much of the 60s, quiz shows still had kind of a stigma. But eventually, like, I don't know, the public got over it because they introduced these new, like, lower stakes, fully mm. legit answer question games like Jeopardy. Do, 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 do. We love yeah. that. Love and the rule with that Jeopardy. used to be, like, you could only play five games, and they changed that rule in 2003. I didn't know that had... that was a rule. I didn't know that either. I mean, I think it's fun when you have, like, a crazy streak. Like the I know, Ken like, Jenny. Ken Jenna, yeah. And, and who's um... that other guy? Oh, he had like oh. a silly name, like Buzzy or something. Oh, yeah, Buzzy Cohen. Yeah. Oh my god, I nailed and it. And then Jeopardy, Amy too. Yeah. yeah, we've had some like winners, and then they had that robot. Good, which, good figures. I don't think I don't know if we we tell Herb like you know what a robot's gonna be on Jeopardy one day. He's like, what is Jeopardy? <laughs> I know. He's like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, obviously, we know that like these types of shows did make a comeback. Like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You know, etc. I know it is kind of crazy that it is. I guess they just let like time pass, and they're like, "All right, you know, we'll have. Well, I guess we'll just have these come back." I mean, they are fun to watch, and like the weakest link. Remember that show? Weakest link. Oh my god, that was Mm -hmm. an iconic show. That one was really, really good, and like we'll. And it is funny. A lot of the shows that we adapted because I know the weakest link and like Wheel of Fortune 
were based on European or like uh, shows not from America. So maybe they were just like, all right, I guess we're, we can just bring these in and that's okay. No one will know about this. Well, I mean, it also worked. I had no clue about this scandal until I randomly fell down the Wikipedia hole of it. Yeah, I love that. This is so funny. I just think it's like, it's like kind of quaint because I feel like it's wild that Congress got involved just knowing how much manipulation goes into reality I, TV nowadays that it's just kind of funny to think like this really prompted a congressional investigation. Well, that's the thing where I'm kind of even like could imagine if like they tried to see the behind the scenes of what went down for a lot of like shows now. Scandalized. <laughs> very, very, very insane. And I don't know if this is a correlation or not too. Dan and Jack both died different years in the same month of May. Wow. And they both returned to success, too. That's weird. So, you know, life is really cyclical. I know that is very bizarre. Yeah. That everybody in the scandal died within like a month. Sometimes of each other. You, who knows? That's for a different podcast to unpack that because I don't really fucking. I, I, we, have, we don't know how to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it is great. It also, because like it, they weren't like, they didn't realize they were breaking the law because well, it wasn't a law, but they knew they weren't doing it. Yeah. I kind of want to watch if there's any YouTube clips of them because I feel like it'd be like insane to see how these games have operated. Yeah, I think my parents would be too young because they were like born when this started happening. I know the the ramifications of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they had no questions as kids. So sad. Uh, but I mean, who hopefully doesn't have a. Oh, we actually, Sarah, we can guarantee there is no rigging of our trivia game. Yeah, it's true. I have not gotten a single. No answer. scamming allowed. A single T. So Jorge is not going to get FCC attacked uh, for any quiz game he does at us. Okay, so for today's game, I thought we could pay tribute to America's favorite quiz show, Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. So Let's this is go. how it's going to work. I am going to send you a little sheet with our three categories for today. It's going to be serial killers, missing persons, and cults. You guys have the sheet, I mean, right? if I don't win this trivia, I'm going to have to retire from the Instagram because I do this every day. <laughs> That's true, Sarah. Pressure is on. I know. So we're going to change the rules of Jeopardy a little bit. There's going to be no buzzing in, but okay, um, when you get one Can't. right, you just get to go again. However, oh. if you do get it wrong, you will lose the points. Ooh. Okay. True okay. Jeopardy. Bro. So uh, I will flip a coin to see who goes oh, wow. first. I'm going to do heads is Sarah, tails is Danny. And the flip says tails. Danny, Ooh. you will go first. Like how hot the did categories... you throw that in the I air? Say, yeah. <laughs> I did it through Google, it's so rigged. it took a little bit. The animation took a little bit. Oh, <laughs> there's funny. a Google coin ta- Oh, that's funny. I love that. <laughs> All right, Danny. So mm. the categories are serial killers, missing persons, or cults from 100 to 300. Mm. All three of them. What would you I'll like to start with? do missing persons for 200? Missing persons for 200. Okay. This person went missing after an off-campus party near California Polytechnic State University in 1996. Oh, fuck. We had the girl on. Uh, Kristen Smart. That is correct, Danny. Well done. I was like, we did that. Po- yes. We did do we that. We did an update about that recently. We wonder- yeah. Mm-hmm. That's correct as well. I wonder. Yeah. If- I- actually, we should see if the, they're, they've reached a verdict yet. Well done, Danny. You are on the board. 200 points. You get to go again. Oh, shit. Um, fuck. Um. Colts for a hundred. Okay, Colts for a hundred. This man was the leader of the Branch Davidians, which was involved oh. in the Waco siege of 1990. Oh shoot! Oh, oh, I forgot his name. Sarah. David Koresh. That is correct. Oh, well done, Sarah, David. with okay, the yeah. steal. Damn. Woo! All right, Sarah, your turn to pick a category. All right, I'm gonna do serial killers. 300. Oh, 300. Okay. Actually, that's risky. If I get it wrong, I'll lose. But it's too late. I already chose. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Killed and dismembered 17 men and boys. Some involved cannibalism. Some were permanently preserved. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Correct. Well done, Ooh. Sarah. All right. So as it stands, Sarah, you have 400 points. Danny, you have 200. Okay. Sarah, you get to pick a category. Um, let's do serial killers for two. Ooh. There's 200. 
Responsible for the murders of at least nine women and girls in the 70s, he appeared in the 1978 quiz show, The Dating Game. Rodney oh, Alcala. <laughs> well done. Oh my God. Game shows are dangerous, guys. I know. <laughs> and there was that, well, there was that talk show that resulted in a murder, but uh, that oh. was like different. True. True that. All uh, right, Sarah, 600 points to your name. Uh, name a different category. Oh, shit. Um, let's do Colts for 200. Colts for 200. Keith Rainier started this cult in 1998 as a self-help organization. Nexium. That is correct, oh. Sarah. Wow. Ooh. You've assailed quite the points lead. Damn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 800 to 200. Sarah, next up, what do you say? Let's do missing persons for three. Missing persons for 300. High school girl went missing on a graduation trip in Aruba, 2005. Oh, is this Aruba? Is that Natalie Holloway? That is correct, Sarah. There's no stopping you. Up to 1,100 points. Oh, my God. Shit. (laughs) You're buzzing calling it in. Okay, um, all right, let me just do cults for three. Cults for 300. Members in this cult believe they would leave Earth on a Haley Bob Comet. It's so many of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The comet feels like, is it Heaven's Gate? That is correct, Sarah. Wow. All right, so there's only two categories left. We have serial killers for 100 or missing persons oh, for 100. Damn. All right, should I just should I throw it back to Danny now? Uh, you if can you keep sweeping, to. girl. You can keep sweeping. <laughs> yeah, Danny, you can have a go. Okay, uh, I'll do missing person for 100. Missing persons for 100. Hijacked a plane in 1971 and jumped oh. out with over $200,000 in cash, never to be seen again. DB... Ha, uh, oh, DB Howard? No. You're so close, Danny. I know. DB. D- oh, DB Cooper. That is correct, Danny. Yeah. Well done. Woo. You got that one. And the last category was serial killers for 100. Claimed he was controlled by a spirit living inside his neighbor's dog. <laughs> oh, um, Son of Sam. <laughs> That's correct. What is his name? Oh. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I feel like that counts. Yeah, that counts. That counts. It was uh, David Berkowitz. But oh. yes. <laughs> That's like, what is Sonny and Cher's real name? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now it's time for Final Jeopardy. Danny, you better what? hope that Sarah um, bets all of her money in this okay. Final Jeopardy. Uh, Sarah, you have 1,400 points. Danny, you have 400. But hey, anyone's game. Anyone's game. Do we have to wager? Yeah, you have to wager some points. Okay. Sorry, okay. you have to wager a thousand points. I have to? <laughs> what the fuck? Just I? to make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Unfair. Now, now this is rigged. <laughs> now it is. Wait. Daddy, you have a fighting chance here. Here is the question. Active during the Chicago World's Fair of 1893, oh. this serial killer is believed to have murdered over 130 people in his murder castle. Oh, I read this book. All right. Uh, write down can you your write answers. The answer you can down? use yeah. Write the write the answers down. Okay. You can use your phone um, notes. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, I do have a pen. I need to go get one. Hold on. You can use your phone. You can write it on your okay, phone. Okay. Okay. I'll just put it in my notes app. I'm not cheating. I swear. Yeah. Just put it on your notes app. Why do I think I had to read this book for school? That's disturbing. No, I really think I did. Oh no, I read the book about the fair. Oh, that would make more sense. Are you you both ready? Yep. Sarah, what was your answer? Oh, shit. Hold on. Got to unlock my phone. H.H. Holmes is correct, Sarah. You both got it right. But since Sarah uh, bet a thousand points, (laughs) she ended the game with (laughs) 2,400 points. Sarah, you are the winner of True Crime Jeopardy. Well done. Yay. Danny, you you gave it your all, but Sarah is just too good. Too good. A true she really did trivia. sweep. She swept. She can remain. She can keep her title for the Instagram. Account. Thank you. Yes, I do those daily trivia questions. So come follow us at Not Another True Crime. <laughs> oh, time. by the way, Danny, that book is called Devil in the White City. Yes. Okay. It is a fantastic book. 
Yes. It follows both H.H. H. Holmes and the architects designing the World's Fair. And it is a fantastic read. It's super, I think super I read fun. that for A-Push. That's crazy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I think they're, I don't know if it's the author, but like it's literally the same exact cover. I think there's going to be another one about Jack the Ripper. Like oh, I read this yesterday. This might be coming out. Yeah. The author is called Eric Larson. Yes. Apparently, this book has been trying to get made into a movie for years. Last I heard, like, Leonardo DiCaprio wanted to play H.H. H. Holmes, but I'm not sure huh. where that landed. I mean, I read that he was hanging out with uh, Jared Leto, which just feels... Oh, Lord. That <laughs> tracks, I guess. Yeah. The, way, really the way the world is going. Yeah. It truly does. But in any case, thank you, Jorge, for the game. No problem. Jorge Trebek over here. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you all for listening too if you guys want us to do any particular coverage of anything obviously now you can leave a five star review and put it there we'll do it there or you can post about it in not another true crime group the facebook group easy to join follow at not another true crime for sarah's trivias and reels that are really really funny and crazy <laughs> and you can follow me on instagram at casper danny casper with a k Follow me at Sarah Lameem. And also, if you guys are listening to this, you want to see me live, I'm doing Ooh. a live podcast show for uh, Am I the Asshole? It's September 30th Ooh. at QED in Queens. So uh, check out the link in my bio for that. Love to see you there. Bio, let's go. And other than that, I think that's it for this week. We'll be back, you know, next week with another crime. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.